Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only, Mr. Bruno Duarte. Hi guys, how are you guys doing? What is going on? From I should say from Below Deck season five. Yeah, a, a season five, a very a long time ago. Season. <laughs> it, it was a while ago, right? I yeah, it's like three, four years now. I think. Wow. It goes fast. It goes really fast. Now, where are you? And I'm looking at your lovely apartment in the background. It looks very nice. But where are you in the world? So I'm currently in France, living in Cannes right now. So I've moved from Portugal over here because of the adding industry. It's much better for me. So French Riviera, it's where it all happens. And you're from Portugal originally? I am, yeah. And you lived in Portugal pretty much your whole life up until recently, or you just, you've been traveling around because of yachting. <laughs> yeah, I've been traveling around. I mean, I, I, I was raised in Spain, actually. And then I moved back to Portugal, grew up the, I mean, the rest of my life there until I was 21. And then when I, when I was 21, I started the cruise ship industry and the adding industry. So that's since I was 21, I just been traveling all around. I've been to Port. I mean, I've traveled all over. Portugal is nice. It's a great city. Yeah, it's good. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's a beautiful country. It is. Now, I mean, speaking of Portugal, I don't know when you left Portugal to move to France, but were you there during the Madonna years? And I mean, is Portugal <laughs> like, l- let's just get this right out of the way, right up front. Yes, I, I was in Portugal while Madonna was there. Um, she's a little bit of a troublemaker, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if she's still there, though. I don't know if she moved back to U.S. or whatever, but yeah, she, 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 she spent a, a long time there. Why was she a troublemaker? Just was there like a whole buzz around her arrival yeah, in the country? Yeah, I mean, it was a, a, a big buzz. She, she, she usually goes to Portugal for vacations anyway, so we know where she goes, hotels, etc. And then when she moved uh, with her kids and everything she like all the media and all the news of course we're talking about it and all the little dirty things were coming up but yeah I don't know I don't know what's going on now is it was it like I don't know if you know was it like crazy like around her house like I could just see people waiting outside all day for her because it's um, a... I don't think so I mean the thing is like people uh, in Portugal I think in Europe generally 
they don't get they they don't like get so crazy like i i mean if i was in u.s and i would see a famous person probably i would go ballistics crazy like <laughs> but it, when we see someone famous in europe um we tend not to like uh go and go crazy and jump on them and take pictures sometimes we just actually like are too shy about her maybe i don't know so i think she she felt she was safe in portugal because no one would bother her to be honest so yeah it's it, a different world in europe it is i mean yeah people in the u.s go crazy <laughs> over celebrity more so than europe yeah, exactly yeah yeah but i mean I, i i i do remember like when she moved there and there was all this like you know but i mean it's a good thing for the portugal economy i would think like she bought a house or she rented a house, yeah, whatever. Well, well the, the economy in Portugal, it, it's like, it's crazy for all the people that is not Portuguese or that don't then necessarily have any connections with Portugal itself. Like a real estate, whatever, everyone is coming from outside of Portugal right now. So, I mean, I think Portugal is more for non-Portuguese citizens than the Portuguese citizens themselves. So it's, yeah, it, it's kind of tricky. I mean, it's a beautiful country. A lot of people just decides to move Uh, and live there uh but we that are portuguese we decide to live out of portugal so we are giving our country away <laughs> that makes sense i just had to ask you know let's just get the madonna thing out of the yeah, way yeah, up yeah. Front. <laughs> i know that's such an american question but i mean it's the queen of the world we have to show uh, we have to it bow is, down it and is, show respect. it is it is yeah she's iconic yeah I mean, it's Madonna now. It's Madonna. <laughs> so how did you fall into yachting? Like, how, how did that happen? Well, I, I mean, I, I fell into uh, yachting because of Below Deck. That, that's the, 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 the most uh, strange thing, I think. Because when, when I started the cruise ships, I, I, I mean, it was my dream. When I was, when I was in high school, I, I remember saying to my teachers that when they asked, oh, what do you want to do for the future, blah, blah, blah. And I'll say, I want to work on the cruise ships. And they'll say like, oh, you're crazy. You're never going to do that. Like, you're going to work on a restaurant here in Lisbon. Where I was like, uh, no. So when I, when I was actually 21, I, I, because you can only start when you're 21, American law. So when I was 21, I started with Royal Caribbean. And it was my first sail going Miami, Fort Lauderdale. And I was traveling already. Um, and then after moving to super yachting of Seabourn, which is like a, a big sort of like cruise ships company now, um, a lot of my colleagues were talking about yachting and yachting and there a lot of them were switching to yachting instead carrying on cruise ships. And uh, then I met my American best friend, which I call her American wife. Uh, she's from South uh, Carolina and um, she introduced me with the low deck. She, she, she used to watch the show every day on her cabin. And I used to hang out, hang out with her a lot, like a lot, a lot. And she showed me the first time. I was like, oh, wow, that's, this is the yachting industry we're talking about. Like, this is so cool. And I wanted to do a season as a deckhand. So I'm an officer on, on, on majority of my career. I'm an officer. And um, when I joined, uh, when I applied for a blow deck uh, season five, I applied as a deckhand, a junior deckhand. Like, I had no idea um, how to work on it, yeah. what was the difference department, the exterior, the interior, and, and how the, 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 the team would work. So for some reason, a year after I applied, I got a phone call, I got into interviews, and I got in. And that was my first time on a yacht working uh, as a deckhand, and that was season five. And then from that season, I just decided that I needed to continue, and I just carry on working on yachts. What made you want to go into cruise ships to begin with? Like, you know, in high school, like where, where did that excitement come from? Well, I, I love the hospitality industry all about, because I started in a sort of like, um, I, I, I had a, I have a degree on a hotel management. So everything that had to do hospitality, hotels, restaurants, uh, finances, accounting, all of that, that manages a, a big industry. I was always very interested about So a cruise ship is like the hub of everything because you can manage all departments, housekeeping, F&B, uh, like, I don't know, like, account, like everything. So when I started cruise ship uh, on the Royal Caribbean, my first contract was actually as a waiter. So I was literally a number in the middle of thousands on crew. And from that, um, I worked literally my ass off on, on that, on, the, on my first contract. And I, I was uh, seen by a, 
uh, guest relations uh, manager from corporate and uh, they saw me how they were the way I was working with people and they, they invited me to become an officer and that's why I shift from waiter to an officer on those giant boats and, uh, and and then from there I was just I just carry on being an officer and, and, and carry on with the adding as well the same thing and it's so funny that so this best friend of yours from America she actually was on a ship and she just was watching below deck exactly yeah 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 <laughs> And then you just watched it. Like, what season was this? Do you remember? And was it Captain Lee or Captain Sandy? No, no, no. It was Captain Lee for sure because it was way before I went, I started uh, my season. So if my season was the season five, I probably was watching season two maybe, which was already with Kate. I think it was the first Kate okay. season because she wasn't on season one. She, was, she started with season two. Right. Um, and I think I saw season two with my friend and then, yeah. And then I got on season five. And how did you apply? Like you just looked at the Bravo website and found an email or like how, how does, I, I mean, honestly don't remember. I remember myself making the video, the introduction video that you have to make like a couple of minutes that talking about yourself and whatever. And I was in Lisbon in a small apartment with my fiance. And I remember that I was, I was typing in, filling up the form because I was like, oh, I, I need, I, I want to, I want to, the, the thing is, the only thing that was in my mind was like, I want to work as a deckhand. It, it, it wasn't even crossing my mind about the show because I had no idea how that worked at that time. So I was like, okay, I want to work as a deckhand. I was so nervous and I did the video and then everything. And it was like a year apart when I got in, in the first call and the interviews. And only when I started working on Board of Valor, I was like, okay. I need to do the work now. But on the show, you have two works. You have your work as a deckhand, in my case, and then you have the work as you have the cameras on you and you're on the show. So it was, it was way overwhelming. It was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> and did you watch it like that whole time? Like from the time you apply, you know, like from the time season yeah, two, yeah, like you yeah, watched yeah, season yeah. three, season four. Yeah, I've watched, uh, I, was, I was glued to Blue Deck. At that time, I think on my opinion, Blue Deck before, it was more um, more interesting in a way that like it was it was uh, it was fresh. It wasn't not so many seasons. The people was always changing, uh, which now I, I I mean I I, I have a completely different um, like image about Lodek. Uh, I I didn't even never watch after my season. Like I I think I only watched a couple episodes on season six, and then I stopped and I couldn't watch anymore because it just. It's not the same thing. It's weird. Do you like what you do? You think the show has changed, like in the sense I, that it's less about yachting and more about it, exactly, exactly. So one thing, and the thing that I have a lot for my fans is like they they love the the way that I was portrayed and 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 in the way that I I showed uh, me on the show myself as a, on the show is that I was so focused on the work. I was so focused in the team and the guests and everything. And the thing is, we, we the people that are on the show more than once, for example, when they call back, for example, Nico, Kate, whatever, they turn that show into a giant script novella because they know the tips, the tricks, what to say on the camera, how to make you upset to make a drama scene on the camera. And when I... When I was on that season, even if I was a junior, and even if it was the first time I was with cameras on my face, it's like I'm not stupid. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ask someone else just because I have a camera on me. So I decided to be always 100% myself on the show. And I think, and that I think that came through very well. And that's why a lot of people come to me and appreciate the fact that I was like, I I wasn't pretending to be someone else, or I wasn't pretending to create drama or be real or uh, something else or whatever. I was. It was just me. Period. Like. Um, and I think on this, uh, the seasons that the, the continue after mine, a lot of the same people came back and, and they, they, and it, I think it became more, um, script and more script over and like more and more, more often, and especially with guests and everything. And, and the thing is like, if you, if you are in one season and we watch after you actually can see the little placements they do with editing and, uh, the things they do, you're like, oh, okay, this is actually not like that because they did this. And you catch everything with something that the people won't realize. But 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That. I'm sorry. I'm talking too. No. Loud, so. No. 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 <laughs> I. I think it's all very. No. I mean, I. I would agree with a lot of that. I think it's interesting. Like, were you shocked at yourself? Like, when you watched yourself back. Did oh you, my did, god did you see editing like oh they that's not really yeah how I, I saw it. you know you know what i saw i like i saw i, I think i had a, a rumble of emotions and i honestly uh, what what saved me the most was the before we continue this conversation i just want to say that 2020 has certainly been a year and at the beginning of quarantine there was a lot getting in the way of my happiness and achieving my goals and I turned to BetterHelp, which is online professional counseling. And it really helped me not only achieve happiness during this time, but really achieve my goals. Behind the Velvet Rope went from two times a week to four times a week. And I wrote a book, the Behind the Velvet Rope book. So for anyone that feels that things are getting in the way of their happiness and achieving their goals, I strongly recommend BetterHelp. You don't even have to leave your house. It is online professional counseling. And what I love about it is you can start communicating with them within 24 hours of signing up. Anyone that knows me knows that if you don't get back to me, that is a huge pet peeve of mine. These counselors get back to you in a very timely manner. And you're really matched with a counselor that fits your needs. If you get a counselor that you don't like, you can just request another counselor. Everything, of course, is confidential. They deal with a variety of issues, depression, stress, anxiety, sleep. We're all having trouble sleeping during this. Trauma, anger, family conflicts, self-esteem, grief, LGBTQIA issues, and I have to say, it is actually more affordable than traditional online counseling, and financial aid is available for anyone that cannot afford it. So they're growing so rapidly, and so many people are turning to BetterHelp for help that they're looking for additional counselors in all 50 states. Go to betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash velvet rope betterhelp.com slash velvet rope and you get 10% off your first month. Join over 1 million people today taking charge of their mental health. You're not alone. If you need help, this is a great solution. Betterhelp.com slash velvet rope and get 10% off your first month. The, the cluster of good fans that I had that made my um, like, like an, a nice support that made me go through with a lot of like just like things that you can't even imagine that people say or whatever. But the first couple of episodes, especially the first one, I, I looked to myself and I couldn't recognize me. I, I couldn't recognize myself. It was like that person is not me. I was so overwhelmed because I had no support for how to do the job. The, the my bosun, which was Nico, were, they were more focused in the cameras, what what they needed to say in the cameras. Like they they weren't focusing actually. Okay, we start at eight, we finish at seven. We have to pick up uniforms, we have to do the nose, we have to train, we have to do this, and they would always think, okay, let's do something that would would be on camera and it would create something that would make the viewers like. They would drama. never think about exactly drama, and. The thing is, and I mean, I'm only in the in industry uh, of the adding industry for more than like 40 years now. I've been in the cruise ship industry since I was 21. I'm 31 now. I'm 11. I have 10 years of experience at sea. And I can tell you for everyone that watches this podcast, if you go to a normal season on a yacht, you have the double or the triple time of dramas in problems, in issues, in accidents, in hookups, then the, actually the show that shows. A lot of people in the industry, they don't like to watch Below Deck because they say, oh, that's not real and whatever, which it's not true. Below Deck doesn't show not even 1% what's the reality of the adding industry. You have no idea each year how many accidents, how many crew drama, how many stories we hear of crew doing random and weird things and 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 deaths and kills and, and accidents with the boat and guests like, and, and like, and, and nothing is compared to what you see on below deck. So that's why I stopped watching because I look at that and I'm like, this is actually boring. Like, why do you create a big drama? Because your tender got loose or 
you have to go and jump overboard to save a person that is not even drowning because she has a life jacket. I mean, like it, those things that Bravo now is creating it because they have no more ideas of what's going on. Like they have no ideas. So then they're trying to inject these little things that you look at that. I'm like, that doesn't even make any sense. It's just like, why, why would you watch that? But again, they have a lot of people watching, right? So it's just, like, I think they could, they could like change completely their franchise on a much better way instead of putting like sailing yachts or whatever, which is, doesn't even call much of attention whatsoever. Because I, I think even here didn't even have much success either. But, uh, but yeah. Like you think like in the real world, the drama is way bigger oh, yeah. and that these oh, people yeah. like then create fake drama to make oh, a yeah, show because there's really no drama. I can, I can tell you that what they create on the show is from people that have no experience whatsoever on the adding industry. If they put more people on the show that they actually have experience on the industry or people that actually have ears in their shoulders of, yeah, of working on boats, it, they would bring much more on, uh, to the plate of what's the reality, to be honest, because... The problem with Below Deck is that they do the work on board for the time they need to film with the cameras. They don't do the work on the boat because they're on the charter or because you have guests on board. Yes, the guests are there, but when that timing with filming of the day is finished, the day is over. They take you into a van, they put you on a bar in the restaurant, they're trying to give you alcohol and trying to see if they can film drama or hookups and whatever. And on the normal yachting industry, you can have that 10 times more because the people actually work really hard. They get so tired. They drink at the end of the day to celebrate the day they work really hard. They might have fights during the day. At the end of the day, they try not to hook up because they have a saying that do not screw with the crew. And all these things, like a lot of things always happens and, and it's just natural. And what I see on Below Deck it's just not, it's not natural anymore. And on my season, I think a lot of, I'm talking about my fans though. I'm not talking about the general public, of course, but my fans, like they will always say everything that I did, it seemed natural. And it was And a lot of crew and a lot of friends of me, of mine that work on the industry, they ask me like, oh, he's below deck scripted. And I'm like, not on my season. On my season, it wasn't script because even for myself, I didn't allow it to. If they try to create little, uh, like plant little things, so they're trying to see if something comes out of it, I always stopped. I will never allow, uh, and I have a couple situations on my season, and I've never, never allowed to, to be artificial like that. It was always natural. And who gave you the, these little hints in your ear and the alcohol? That was the producers? Yeah, I mean, they will, they, for example, they try to hook me up with uh, Brianna and the... Uh, uh, First of all, on the adding industry in general, you don't mix cabins. You have female and you have males. Of course, if you the crew agree, you can definitely have uh, both genders on the same cabin. That is not an issue. I I've just left from a boat that was like that. I was sharing with a with a second stewardess because I'm a chief too, and the second stewardess was a girl and she was sharing the cabin with me. So the thing is, um. Yeah, um, it, uh, I think I actually lost like, my, my. Well, like they, like they said to you, like, "Hey, Bruno, do you want to go for Brianna?" Like that? No, no, no. They they will say like they'll say like um, they actually Brianna was like they're trying to hook me up with her because they said like, "Oh, do you want to go with, with on a date with her?" And they tried to plan like we go because our what on the episode that she went to the beach with Matt, the chef, it was actually supposed to be me. But when we decided, when I talked to Brian and said, like, listen, the guys, the producers, they want me to have a date with you, but you know that you're just my friend. We will get along so well. And I would never try in a million years to do something with you just because you're on the show. So we both refused. Like, no, I'm not going to go on a date with each other because it doesn't make any sense. But then Matt jumped in the scene and they brought uh, Matt she was kind of like not interested or just curious about it. And they did the thing. And then of course it went wrong, really wrong because the beach theme scene was terrible because Matt got drunk. <laughs> like, so, like the producers put it in your ear, like maybe yeah, exactly. on a date. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They will plan it. They will definitely plan. It. And then what about alcohol? Same thing. Like they're like, why don't you have another drink? 
Does anyone else think buying gifts for the men in your life is difficult and kind of puts it off to the last minute? Well, now there's an easy solution because grooming gift sets from Duke Cannon are available at Target. They're fun, they're useful, and they freaking smell so good. Take Frothy the Beer Man gift set. It's three big-ass bricks of soap that are infused with beer and booze, but they don't smell like beer and booze. They smell like citrus, oak barrel, and sandalwood. It's a great gift for any guy who cleans himself, so it really applies to everyone, whether they bathe frequently or not. Or there's the Beard That Stole Christmas gift set. It's a box set of beard goods, basically beard oils, beard washes. And the best thing is both of these packages that I just described are $20. That's right, $20. The Frothy the Beer Man gift set, you get three huge bars of soap. With the Beard That Stole Christmas gift set, you get two beard oils, and one beard wash. And the thing is, these make great gifts, guys, because the packaging, it's so kitschy, it's fun. The packaging itself is worth the $20. The products are functional. Who isn't going to use beard oil or a beard wash? And who doesn't want a huge block of soap? And they're really great soaps. They smell really good. They're fun gifts, $20. They're kitschy. They're great. The men in your life will love them. If you've waited to the last minute, I mean, how many days do we have left till Christmas Eve and Christmas? Let me tell you, there is a solution. The next time you're in Target, look for Duke Cannon grooming products in the grooming section and pick this up. The Frothy the Beer Man gift set, $20. The Beer That Stole Christmas gift set, $20. Available at Target. And you know what? When you give this as a gift and the men in your life are thanking you, you can come back and thank me. Yeah, they will, at the end of the day, they will, when they, they, we have the scenes on the restaurants and the bars, they'll definitely give alcohol. I mean, of course, it's, it's the most easy thing to have people get loose and, and, and say stupid things and do stupid things. So um, I always, I was always retracted it because again, at the end of the day, I know that I was on the show, but I was working on a boat and I was working in the team and I, and I, and I was just doing my work. So my work ethic never allow me to go okay we're gonna drink and get drunk so i would get a glass of wine or a beer but i would never go after that and uh, the producers always would get very annoyed about me because i would never go after that red line which they always of course they want and they will push you to that but i was always kind of boring to them uh, because I will never do that. And at the end of the night, I will be the one, the big brother carrying on the drunk ladies back to the boat. And I actually have some episodes carrying uh, Jen uh, and, uh, and Baker and, and, and yeah, because I was always sober. Yeah. So. Who, like, who on the crew, like, try to create these storylines? Like, what did Kate, like, was Kate in on it? You know what I mean? Like you said, like, it was her like fourth season. Like, was she like, Oh, I-, I know what to do now to make good TV. Like, was she on it in on it? Or like, was it other people like Captain Lee? I, I, I mean, okay. So when I, when I, when I stepped in on that boat, I stepped with a very like big image about Kate because until season five, I kind of liked Kate because of course, like everyone says, she's good on TV. She's a good drama. And I thought, yeah, okay, let's meet Kate and see how is everyone. Um, and my first impression from Kate was straight away, okay, this person is not even worth of, of being, you being kind to her. So she's so, she was so tangled into her character because she created a character and she was so into her own drama and the way that she needed to act in front of the camera that you couldn't even see the real Kate. I, I, at the end of the season, I got a glimpse of maybe a minute of the real Kate. And I thought, okay, this is real you. And I told her like, why weren't you like that all the time? And she totally shut off completely and used that against me again by being that Kate that we all know. And, and that's how, I, I think that's, that's how I think her place in the show got, got, on my opinion, got ruined after season five because she was getting more people and more people saying like, okay, enough is enough. Like, it's not about even creating drama or creating the show or whatever. Like she became really a mean and miserable person. And from my season, I couldn't see that straight away. Straight away, I could see that. The fact that 
the crew was consuming drugs, alcohol, uh, and, and the way that you would prioritize every single bad decision on the show and not prioritize your work on the boat. Because at the end of the day, I'm, I mean, I'm responsible. I know that boat needed to be taken care of and was never taken care of anyone. And um, yeah. And when you I, try to talk to Kate at the end, like you said, that was off camera. Like you said, let's just have an honest exactly, conversation. Exactly. You know, I have, I have a, a big example with her that off camera, uh, I share with her and I said, like, one of my dreams is to actually move to US, like to work in US. And I know that's always impossible because you need to have uh, the sponsorship, you need to get a visa, blah, 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 blah. And then, of course, with Trump, that was even worse. But um, I shared that to her and she, she turned and looked at me and said, like, oh, I know, you know what? I know a lot of people in Miami, you can work on bars, you can get a sponsor for you, blah, blah, blah. And then, okay, the conversation died. And way after that, when the show actually came up, because when we film, when we, we do the season, the show only airs a year after mm-hmm. because they have to do the editing, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, which is funny because a lot of fans think that we actually filming live and a lot of people like co- the way they commenting, they're like, oh, but are you okay? They're like, yeah, it was a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, and, um, and then when this, the show started coming out, like Kate was going horribly bad she was shooting everyone and she was just so mean and so bad. Like, and, and I just hate, I, I, I honestly, like, I don't hate anyone, but Katie is a person that I actually feel sorry for. Like she would, I don't understand why a person can be like that when you have not have done nothing to that person or whatever. I don't know. And, um, and on the tweet, on the Twitter, she was using every single thing that we talked about. And even the fact that, we had a conversation about the visa. She, she, would, she would turn completely against me on the tweet and make the fans think like I was using her, which was never the case because I don't need to use anyone to achieve my goals. And I've never did and I've never done it. So, and she, I don't know. I don't know. It was very sad that um, she turned out to be the person that I, I have never thought she was. I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order that's 310nutrition.com and use code velvet look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do i even say other than hey (sighs) well that's why they're introducing an all-new bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier starting the chat better and dating safer they've changed so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did she like not speak to you when the cameras weren't rolling? You know, was she just like, I have no interest in speaking to you as a human being? Like, you know, when the cameras weren't rolling while you were on the boat. I mean, she was just, you know, in straight out the bat, I think Kate and Captain Lee especially, uh, but Kate also, I think they had, they shared the main, the same mentality because I was an American for them straight away. That was off that they, they would try to avoid to talk to me or 
to have any kind of, uh, I don't know, empathy or whatever. They were, they were, they were extremely cold straight since day one, period. Um, Captain Lee was actually very, um, very inconvenient a lot of times. They would make jokes by my accent. They would, he would, I don't know. It, it was very, very, very uncomfortable sometimes to be with him. Um, even with his wife, his wife was very bad. Like she, we, I remember that we had, at night we had a dinner. Um, his wife joined the table and she, she never looked at me once or said hi or direct a word to me. And even that night, Captain Lee was drinking and he ordered a dessert because uh, we're in the islands of St. Martin. Of course, we're going to have rum in every piece of food and whatever. And I, I, I will never forget that night. We were eating surfing turf, which was not good, at, by the way. <laughs> and then the dessert, I remember that he ate something. And I, and I was just sitting next to him and I was making the effort. I was so uncomfortable. And, and I'm, am I the kind of a person that when I'm uncomfortable, I just leave, period. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste my time. But I was on the show. So I couldn't, I had, I didn't have a choice. So I made it, I made the effort trying to communicate to him and trying to see the good side of him. And he started to be a little bit tipsy. And then he, he literally forced me to take two spoons of his dessert, which was soaked in alcohol. It was like two fingers of alcohol on top of his, his dessert. And he knew I was, I wouldn't drink because I don't like alcohol. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a very a hard drinker. I'm not, it, it is the reality. And I, I was, I, was, I literally took two spoons I feel sick afterwards just because he made me take two spoons with alcohol, which I didn't like at all. And just the fact that you have a person like him, a captain that does that to a crew member, which is off duty and needs to start the next day and doesn't make an effort for you to talk to you, but then he, he forces you to have two spoons of that dessert, which doesn't make any sense. For me, it was not even harassment. It was, it was like spitting on me like, oh, I am the captain and you do what I'm telling you to do because I'm the, the star of the show. And it, it was just, yeah, it was, it was very, like some, some days was definitely a down to me. And um, overall, I think the only, the only reason that I went through the entire season, which uh, was a season that I lost 10 kilos, which is like what, 20 pounds maybe? It's 20 pounds? 10 Around, kilos, I, think. I think, yeah. It made me lose 10 kilos. The production team was actually telling me like, oh, don't disappear on me or whatever. And they're like, uh, people, I'm running 17 hours a day like a chicken with barely a meal on my stomach because I need to work on this boat. And only Brianna was the only person on that boat that would cheer me up and, 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 and make me like, okay, no worry, everything's going to go all right. Because again, I was junior on, my, on the, the work that I was doing. I've never worked as a deccan. I'm an officer. So I was like, Okay. And I had no support besides Brianna. So it was, yeah, it was a very tricky, intense season to, to begin with. So, yeah. And you lost all the weight just because what you were so stressed out and working so much. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, a, it's a combination of everything. I, I easily lose weight when I, when I have to run a lot, like uh, for me to maintain weight because I have a extremely fast metabolism, I need to eat like every three hours. And in this industry is impossible. Of course, you like, you have breakfast, you have lunch and you have dinner. Um, and on the show, I barely have lunch. Sometimes some days I would just run at the end of the day and probably eat something at the end of the day. It, it was just a constantly run and run and run and run and run. And, and, and that took a, a ton of me. Definitely. Yeah. And when Captain Lee did all this with the, the alcohol that that was off camera too it was just like a dinner and he was like it sounds like harassment you say it wasn't he was like just showing off like do this because i'm the captain and you were like I, no I don't definitely like no no no. It, it was definitely on camera when they added it of course they didn't show none of that uh they didn't show a lot of things to begin with on after they edited that to be honest i think they um i mean on my on my image i think they portrayed really well and i'm so grateful for the production team the production team the, the team is amazing um, the guys that were there on the cameras, the uh, the makeup artists, like everyone there was exceptional. They were amazing. Um, but yeah, of course, um, the network, the Bravo network, of course, they are the heads and they know and, and they decide what to put on the screen. And at the end of the season, of course, I was very happy that the way that I, I, I was portrayed was good. 
which is not very common in below deck because every everyone gets ruined and, and anyway but um but yeah i mean besides that um it's just i know i just, I just wish that we would have had a much better connection on the season and uh, we had actually uh, a proper team and we worked together like we were supposed to because yeah a lot of a lot of things happen without no reason who was worse to you off camera kate or captain lee oh captain lee we uh, i would never even see him um kate definitely kate kate will would be with us um um and i would definitely i will always ignore her because uh we got i got to a point that of course I knew the boat. I, I knew already the, the the things that I had to do in my job, my duties. That I would look to the interior and I look to her work and and the girls what they're doing inside. And I would go, "What the hell is going on?" Like Kate only cared on that boat whatever was above her waist. So whatever was below her waist, because it wasn't showing on camera, she didn't care. The floor was disgusting. There would be dirty they would not vacuum they would not clean they would do anything they would just do the things that would the camera camera show so i remember that one episode the bilge the main bilge the one that she shows on the you know the thing that swings and she had a, a thing that she was laying down on the swing on the bilge yeah and that bilge you could even enter it was horrible literally every single thing was just thrown inside and the bilge was giant and I remember that day that I was so, so, so upset. The fact that how can you do that to a boat that is not even yours? You hire on the show. You, you portray it as a chief stew. People think you're professional, but you're way like, you're just not professional. And the funny thing is that the day that I say that and, and I look at that and I think, you know what? I'm going to do this. The following day with no cameras, the entire village was organized and clean. And it wasn't done by me. So a lot of things were just uh, done to cover her image on everything, but like her her position was kind of like protected in a way because she would bring the rate the ratings, but like the the human she is or was there or she still I don't know uh, it it was just not not I mean it was not even um, proper to be on board she she. I know for a fact that Kate and some of the girls that worked on the boats on below deck would never find a position on the adding industry period. And the fact that she didn't clean the stuff that wasn't on camera, just cause she knew that if after four seasons, yeah, this won't be seen. So I don't want to do the work. Yeah, exactly. She, the, that's, that's how they, they would do it. It's like, Oh, okay. We can leave it. Like the camera's not here. And why mm. wouldn't she find a job in the real, just like, does she have a reputation like in the yawning industry? Like now that you've left below deck no. in years. No, the thing is like, I, I know for a fact that she would drink while she was working. If you're chiefs too, you don't mix bellies with your coffee. You don't create drama. You are a leader. You don't, you're not a boss. You don't scream for people, to people that not, is not in, from your department. Uh, like she did to me a lot of times. Uh, I remember that one episode, she trying to create a drama because I was, I, Nico gave me a break of 10 minutes. Uh, and on, on the crew mess, we have the little screens, the, the cameras from the outside. So if you have a break, you can still see the outside while you have a tea. And I, on, I honestly, uh, that moment, I was legitimately extremely tired and I needed to sit down because I couldn't feel my legs. I, I needed a tea, uh, some, a break. And uh, while I'm sitting, she just comes and storms and tell me that I'm not doing my job and I'm not doing anything. And, uh, and you, you can't do that. You, you can step on the rank of a bosun, uh, go and scream to a junior deccan because I was a junior deccan when she has no idea if I'm actually allowed to be there or not and stir up a drama because, of course, it is the show. So on, on the real yachting industry, it's something that you would never dream to do that because you get fired. It just... It's just little things. The, the yeah. yachting industry, the reality of the yachting industry, is, it's so much hotter. You have hierarchy. You have every single thing in, in, in a paper to do. You have like, it's not like, oh, you just throw a line, get caught on the line on, the, on your ankle. You almost get killed from the propellers. Like those things never happen. You have safety to be on board. You have drills. 
on below deck, you never seen a drill. You never seen how they put a life jacket or how they, they should act in case of a fire. Why would Kate like throw glass out of, or, or out of the yacht and claim on below deck that's something that yachts do? That's prohibited. You cannot throw garbage, even glass through the boat out to the sea. So yeah. all of those things are, that's why the yachting, the yachting industry doesn't like the show because it, it, it's very um, fake in a lot of ways and created a wrong image on the yachting industry in general. Do you hear that a lot? Like now that you've left below deck, like when you go for jobs or people like, oh, you were on below deck. Like we're not oh, a yeah. fan of that child. You know, it's funny that uh, la- since last year, I heard more and more of people recognizing me uh, from the show than actually after the show came out. So it's, it's kind of weird. Um, so of course I have a couple of people like every year that comes to me is like, Oh, you're below deck. Oh, nice to meet you. Blah, blah. Uh, I never make a fuss of it. Even on my CV, uh, the time that I was a junior deck and on the show, I don't put as below deck or show, or I don't even put Valor. I put the real name of the boat because Valor is not even the real name of the boat. So regardless, that was a show. It was still the work that I've done and I still get miles and, and, and I had to take certifications to be on board of that boat. So it, it is on my CV, but it's nothing mentioned about Bravo or below deck whatsoever. So when they go through my CV, they'll never see that unless they recognize my face, which of course happened a couple of times. Uh, sometimes was not an issue. Sometimes it was an issue from privacy reasons, but in general, I've never stopped working or I've never got uh, stopped to work on a boat because I was on the show. Uh, I think it's up to um, of, of your skills, capabilities, and actually your career and not because uh, you've been on the show. And, and a lot of uh, issues happens with those people that are, that are on Below Deck. is like they use the show to continue in the industry. And that's a huge mistake. Uh, I actually had this year, uh, the Italian stewardess that was on the latest uh, below deck season uh, with oh, the Mediterranean season with, um, with Australian uh, Hannah. So Hannah had an Italian stewardess that apparently she was fired a couple after a couple of days or whatever. Yes. And, and I was actually, uh, apparently she was horrible. I remember that because I saw that on Facebook. Or something. I didn't even see the episode, but of course she went through Twitter and everything that she was really bad. Um, and I was looking for a day worker to work on my boat, uh, to help me turn around the boat. And she actually sends me a message uh, saying like, oh, if you're looking for a girl, I'm your girl. Uh, I was actually just on below deck. And I'm like, as soon as I see that, I literally closed the conversation because I would never have any girls from below deck on my boat to work with me. And then I, I send the message to one and I ask, okay, this girl was with you in this season, right? I'll, she, I actually asked for a, a reference and she just said, don't even, don't even dream. Like she's lunatic. And I didn't even answer it. I mean, that's the thing. Like you cannot use the show or create your reputation around the TV show because the drama will ruin your career. And that's the thing. If you want to be serious about your work in the yachting industry, you need to focus on what you do on the yachting and not what you have done on the show that portrays an industry that is not even portrayed well. So, yeah, that I mean, yeah, sense. definitely not, not, not a lot of smart people. Uh, they're, they're on the show that doing, or they, they actually don't pursue the industry anymore. Do you know Hannah, like other than that, or you just reached out to her because you're on Below Deck and... Uh, no, I don't know Hannah personally. I know Captain Sandy and some crew of the season that came out the same year that came out mine because I was doing some interviews in Italy and uh, the boat from the Mets with Captain Sandy was the same place. So on, this, on the interviews, I was, I was going and bumping against him and I met all the crew and but yeah, but uh, no, not Hannah. So like when you, you don't have below deck on your resume, which is very humble of you that you have the real name of the ship, but like when you go and you get these jobs and they recognize Uh you from below deck, like what's the reputation like in the actual industry for work of like Kate or like, Oh, it's terrible. Really? It's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. No. Um, Just as far as an attitude. No one, no one sees them as professionals. That's the thing they see them as the guys that work on a TV show, which of, 
if you decide to pursue the industry, it will never be good. Because if you see, for example, Kate, the, the amount of seasons that she was on the show, she literally could build a career outside of the show because the show is only two months per year. So what are you going to do with the remaining 10 months of your life? You're just sitting in your house, waiting for the show to come out and work on social media and that's it. And that's not working on a social media, uh, on, your, on your career. That's working for a show. We that will work on the adding industry, we work 12 months a year. We have summer and winter season. So I started this year, for example, on the boat. And even with COVID-19, I left from one boat in the beginning of the year. I start on another one on summer um, for a private owner. And he, he wanted to keep me on board regardless if he, because he's from Dubai, regardless if he was in Dubai or whatever. And I'm still working on the boat, on an empty boat for winter. And it's a 12-month year round. So whatever works on below deck, it's below deck, period. It's anything else. They don't do anything else besides, I don't know, I don't know if Captain Lee does some extra works or whatever. Or, but the thing is, these people, they do appearances on shows or they go and go to Andy Cohen or whatever. And, and that's not the anime industry. That's a completely way, a completely different world. That's something that is, doesn't, cannot even like, be compared with, with any Yachty. And Captain Lee and Sandy have the same reputation in the industry as far as like, they're not real. It's just for a show. You know what? I'm very sad and disappointed with Captain Sandy. Extremely sad. I know that because I met her in person. I know because I saw the couple of first seasons of her uh, franchise. And I, I was so happy that we, we had, that we had at that time some, someone that was so human, that was so professional, the work ethic was on point. The, uh, the fact that she would focus in work, and, and, and that's what I saw. That was like the most similar that I, uh, that, uh, season that I saw uh, from my season. It was like, okay, they're fo- she was, she's focusing work and making sure that everyone is on the same page. And she was very professional and responsible and blah, blah, blah. But then from these last seasons, I saw some glimpse of the drama and everything. And she's literally change she's changing she's she's becoming that character as well that bravo probably is pressuring her to do and blah blah blah. and it's just destroying her position and me that i was so happy seeing a woman captain a female captain on in this industry working on the tv show and she still was keeping the 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 real roots and and all the, the 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 work that should be done on the boat just being completely thrown out the window just to be focused on the show and just leave behind the respect and the ethic and, and everything with those little things that sometimes I'm like, why, what the hell are you doing? What the hell are you saying? And, and why you're doing this? And yeah, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed with her. I, I thought, I thought she would remain like she was on the first couple of seasons, but I can see the shift already. The same shift maybe that I saw on Kate after my, uh, or before my season actually. I mean, do Captain Lee and Sandy even try to get jobs in the industry anymore or not even? I mean, I know Kate doesn't. Oh, I have no idea, to be honest. I know that Captain Lee, I think, was a freelancer. He would do, uh, he would work on yachts as a captain, but from requests work. Like, I was also asked to be a chief to an mansion in Palma. Uh, I would be traveled to uh, manage a, a mansion uh, and with all the, t- the, the team in the house. And like, I mean, you have those perks. And as a captain, of course, Captain Lee, I don't think he needs to be worried about a season on the boat. I mean, he's not a, a young uh, man anymore. He's, a, he's, he's an older man. He, he, of course, he has his foundation of his career before the show even. So I think Captain Lee is a little bit different in regards to that. Kate, I think she would never work on industry, period. I don't think she even has the mental capacity capability to work on this industry and captain sandy she's still in her middle ages and i think she if she wants to carry on in industry besides the show i think she still can but she needs to start changing again her image on the show uh back to her beginnings and make sure that people like looks at her like okay she's a captain she doesn't she's not sandy from below deck she's the captain sandy and uh, yeah, but yeah, but regardless, I mean, besides all of them, uh, yeah, it, it's hard. It will be hard for them to to pursue. I mean, I, I haven't I haven't met anyone from the show in this industry yet. 
like you don't run into them when you go for real jobs or anything like that. No, I, I saw, uh, I think the, I don't know his name. It was a, a, a big curly hair guy from the season after mine, um, in the, in the same area here in France, he was actually hanging out actually, no, I'm sorry. They were filming actually here when I, when I moved here a year ago, they were filming the Mediterranean version was filming here and I bumped to some of them, but it wasn't on the work basis, like on the normal boat. It was on the show. So, um, yeah. And what about, cause you said Kate like puts Bailey's and her coffee. Like, did she film and like work drunk? Okay. So when, when you have, when you have people drinking on the work, and they don't get drunk, but they get over crazy and psychopathly way of working. You know, they are mixing something in that. And I know for a fact, because I saw even off camera and I've said that on Twitter, when the show came out, they were doing drugs, they were doing cocaine, they were snorting Coke and uh, they were taking pills. And, uh, and I know that for a fact, and I don't care if I don't have the proof, if I don't have a photograph or whatever. I have no reasons to lie either. And whatever I'm saying, I'm not trying to create anything at all. I have no intentions to create anything. It is a truth. It was a fact. And for me, uh, during this season, when, when I saw that, it's when a, a realization, a giant realization came to my mind. I was like, okay, this is a show. And a lot of things changed with me in the middle of the season and and towards the end, I was like, I was still doing my work, but at the same time, I wasn't getting upset anymore. I was not getting emotional, uh, emotionally uh, uh, attached to it anymore. I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, yeah, I I, I was becoming, uh, I became much more colder with that aspect because I knew for a fact that the people weren't okay. And this was all, all a, a fantasy. It was not real. It was, it was not reality. That's the thing. What, what was supposed to be a reality show, it wasn't real. So uh, I've just learned and I've learned where the camera were, was, well, what I needed to do, and that's it. Even though you don't have pictures or proof like you saw people doing drugs, like with your own oh, eyes? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Even like we, I remember that one day and I was in the car with them. Um, we were traveling, we were going with, on the cab with, uh, in St. Martin. And the boys, they got cocaine and uh, they were arguing with the cab driver because the cab driver was the one selling them. And then uh, it was, it was crazy. It was overwhelming because for me, I've never, I've never tried drugs. I, I, I've tried to smoke twice pot and, and I have apparently the greenies, which I, my body rejects it. And I can't smoke that because I throw up all the time. So I give up on that. So I've, so I'm, I'm very a boring person. I don't drink, I don't do drugs. <laughs> so at the, for me, it was like, okay. If you want to do that, guys, it's okay. You can do it. But uh, just don't forget the people around you because you have drugs. And that's what is, that was happening, and especially that night. Everybody was just so into like, okay, let's go, Kane. Let's go, Kane, and whatever. That they would forget that you actually have people that you're spending with the entire day with cameras on. This was our day off. Let's, let's enjoy. And actually, it was a dark day, which means that we didn't have cameras even. So it was our day off just for us and period. And it was me, Matt, um, Nico, um, Nico's brother, because Nico's brother came. I remember that he came on vacations and he was hanging out with us. And uh, the other day, kind of, I don't remember the name, the ginger guy. I forgot, whatever. And they were just going all ballistics and trying. And maybe, I mean, everyone was having fun, but the things, yeah, a lot of things went off the rails just because I don't know. It, it's such, it, it's hard to explain when you're not there like only by everything goes just everything is just so amplified the emotions like you guess it's you don't guess that you get extremely sad you don't get happy you get extremely happy and it's just i don't know it, it's it's very very strange and did you see was it just the boys or like you didn't see did you see like kate buy drugs oh yeah at, at the end at the end uh, uh i remember that the girls some of the girls were doing drugs as well on kate, the, kate on chastain the, yes of course yeah of course yeah yeah i even found uh dollar bills rolled on top of the table so, so cocaine. yeah of course <laughs> and you didn't see captain lee oh no 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 no, no. the thing is captain lee would never was never with us 
Captain Lee would, would, would be with us on the, um, on the dinners or sometimes even, not, even, not, not every time even. Um, so Captain Lee was more off the scene um, at night. Uh, I mean, he's not as young as us, right? To hang out like that every time. And it's still, he's the captain. He still had to drive the boat. So, yeah. But no. you saw Kate do the cocaine. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Wow. And okay, so was this only like on the dark days, the days off? And was this off the boat or they brought the cocaine on the boat? Oh, no, that I don't know. I know for a fact that Jana, she she had some prescription pills that would make her crazy because every time she would drink alcohol, she would just trans- be transformed like a cuckoo woman. And we knew that because she was mixing alcohol because she would get crazy after one glass of alcohol. And I know that she was taking prescription pills for, I don't know what, uh, would would make her go really crazy. That was during our work hours. Our work hours, besides the alcohol, I don't know if they were doing drugs because the only time that I saw was, of course, off uh, off camera or, or on the nights out that, yeah. Because that's a fireable offense if you have drugs on board. Exactly. You actually can lose your license. So just the fact that just the fact that you have a prescription pills that you have to take on board and you're not uh, registered on with the officer or the, your captain on board that you actually have those pills on board, you can lose your license and license and be fired because you have to. Even if you bring supplements, uh, even your bodybuilding supplements like uh, pre-workout protein, you have to register those um, on board. So, yeah. Which is what happened. I don't know if you watched it. That's what happened this past season with like Malia and Captain Sandy and Hannah. I don't know if you watched this past season. Hannah got fired by Sandy because she had a prescription, Valium, and then there was a pen. I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm sure. Like, I don't know. I thought she left the season. No. And I tell me that she was fired. Sandy fired her because (laughs) she had on. Oh, drama. (laughs) And there was a lot of back and forth about whether Sandy made the right decision and Malia Of course she made the right this. decision. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, and the, the only reason that you have to report that is that you have to have a clearance from your doctor that the medication you're taking does not affect the work that you're doing on board and does not jeopardize the safety and security of every single person that is on that boat. You cannot have a, a, an accident or have someone killed or having a boat on fire because, oh, you're taking pills and you had no notion of what you're doing. <laughs> so every single thing you have to take that might change um, your, your work, like the, the way you think, you have to report, period. And any prescription on any pills, you have to report. So Captain Senny, on my opinion, did the right thing. So right. So like even if you have a prescription it's a yeah. valid prescription, but you don't report it. That's still a fireable offense. Of course. Yeah, definitely. And that's what all of the drama was this past season with Malia. She was the boasted and she turned Hannah in. And then that's when people went crazy online saying it's a prescription. But Sandy said maritime oh, law, matter. it doesn't matter. You didn't it doesn't report matter. it. Yeah. You have a lot of prescription pills that makes you drowsy. Imagine that you're on a night watch and you're on prescription and it makes you drowsy and makes you sleep. And then the boat runs to a rock. Like having Malia actually reporting uh, Hannah with that, actually, it was she's a bosun, so she has the right to go step directly to the captain. And the captain's decision, it was in order to prevent actually an accident that in future could eventually happen. So I think both of them were totally right. Well, Malia got a lot of hate online for it. And as did Sandy. Of course they will have, because the people that watched the show, they have no idea of actually what is, what, what, what is the work on board, so. Yeah, it, it became a thing, so there you go. <laughs> but of course, I mean, that, that, that needs to be happen on the show, I mean. If, yeah. you, if you ran into like Kate or Captain Lee today, what would you say? Like Absolutely just say- Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. I'm that kind of a person that, if that person has done nothing to me that would make change my life in a good way, I literally have nothing to say or approach that person. I mean, for me, a person, a human being um, has to impact me in a way, has to make me like think, okay, that person is going to be, it's going to be good to me. And if both of them weren't good to me, I have no, uh, because for me, the thing is, if I would find him on the street, I'm like, oh, hello and hi. For me, that's being hypocrite, hypocrite, like being fake. And I'm not that. So I would, just 
ignore them and just pretend they were just any other person on the street. I'm kind of the same way. Like once you're dead to me, you're <laughs> dead to me. I mean, if exactly, you've wronged me, exactly, I don't, yeah. I have a great yeah. life. Like I don't need to speak to you. Like just, yeah, exactly. Good luck, yeah. but I'm not interested in speaking to you. as a human <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to our part one sit down with Bruno Duarte. And oh my God, you need to stay tuned for part two. He clearly is not holding back. We talk more about Kate Chastain, more about Captain Lee. We talk about his near-death experience while filming Below Deck, the producer's reaction to that, and what he really thinks of Andy Cohn. Oh my God, you have to stay tuned for part two of our sit-down with Bruno Duarte from Below Deck. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.